Hello and welcome back to another episode of Base News Network. I'm Sophie, aka Joan of Arca, and I'm here with the ultra-talented punk revolution now, aka Kayo. Say hello, Kayo. Hello, hello. How do you do? Thanks so much for tuning in again, and remember to, before the episode starts, rate, XD, subscribe, you know, just do all that fun stuff, because it really helps us out. Yes. Yes. Do the buttons. Hit the, hit the epic buttons. <laughs> hit the epic buttons that create oh. news across the internet, interwebs. Yeah, you sound like, a, you sound like some band kids I know. That got swag. Aye. Okay. So what's on the agenda today, Sophie, for the news? Should we get the, should I should I do a little summary or keep it a secret? Well, if, let's just tell them that we're gonna so we're gonna do the news, but we're gonna yeah. review the movie Bottoms. Yes, the new the, hit the movie Bottoms. Yes. All right. All right, but So that'll be at the end of the episode. Well first yes. we're gonna do news. First we're gonna do the news. Um, we're going to talk about Burning Man. So I feel like everyone has heard of Burning Man, right, Kaya? Like everyone knows what that is, but like doesn't know what that is, if you know what I mean. Like we all know the name, but we know, we don't actually know what the hell actually goes on there. And even through some pretty, you know, thorough research, <laughs> I still don't really understand what they're doing, but I can try I... to explain it. I can try to explain it. So... Give it a go. I have thoughts and feelings, but I, you you can take you can take your explanation. Perfect. Okay. So- I just I just have ju- I just have judgments about Burning Man based off like little clips and stuff I see on Twitter and TikTok, mm-hmm. which probably isn't fair. But you know, no. I mean, it's been going on for a while now, a couple decades. I just googled. It says nineteen eighty six was the year it started. Yeah. So Wikipedia. it's it's been it's been a thing for a while and it's a it's a festival it's not a music festival a lot of people think it's a music festival it's 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 not there might be music there but there are no like headliners or or people who actually are invited to perform at burning man it takes place in black rock desert in nevada it's closest to like reno nevada the city and it is kind of like a harsh environment when we're going to get into like the ecological aspects of what's going on with Burning Man because okay, I guess I should say this now is that um, people were stranded because there was a, a rainstorm that created this alkaline mud that prevented cars from leaving or anyone from moving. So they all had to shelter in place and they, they just finally were able to move out today or begin that process but anyway like I kind of want to get into the context of Burning Man because it's 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 really just kind of a crazy concept for like anything I guess have you ever heard of like the Burning Man principles like the principles of Burning Man well, I all I know about it is that it's just a bunch of rich people. <laughs> Sorry, I'm try, I'm gonna try to reel back my biases. No, that they, no, no, they, no. It's well, I'm very critical of it too. So go for it. Okay. Well, my my interpretation is that so it 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 defines itself as like an experimental festival where people go out and dress however they want and do music however they want, etc. But you punk, know, punk in quotes, quote, in quote, quote punk. 
it's super expensive and you have to like drive out into the middle of the desert with like a bunch of like food and water and like tent out for a week and stuff and i don't know i just feel like any i just feel like any people any like art or any like movement or any festival that like intentionally defines itself as experimental yeah isn't very experimental because it's like okay you're not like experimenting you're like you're going to think that you're experimental, but that doesn't it, necessarily it make you know what I mean. To me, Burning Man is super cringe. Yeah, that's um, probably just an easier way of putting ex- it. No, 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 no. But for those reasons, right? Like, yeah, it is, and in 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 more so in recent years, it's like a place for influencers, Silicon Valley tech bros, like very like wealth, you know, like wealthy like probably like la people or not la but like californians to come larp as mad max as like anarcho-communist <laughs> yeah exactly no literally yeah that's exactly right like some sort of yeah um so and it then, feels and then super the, at like the end of the festival yeah yeah they burn the, at the end of the festival thing. they burn a giant man they burn a like a, man, a giant a effig- a, an effigy of a man there's also like usually a theme that surrounds the event but uh Basically, like, there's no schedule, really, besides that. It's, like, supposed to be a festival created by its participants, so that means they're the ones designing the art, like, making the art, uh, making sculptures, uh, organizing activities, events. A lot of those events, as Kayo has told me, are, like, literally just orgies. Um, (laughs) Yeah, there was one viral TikTok of um, these Burning Man attendees paid like a like there was like a private pilot there that was like flying burning man attendees up into the air so they can have like sex in the like that's in the plane so, while it's up in the air so that's literally then, the like, most cringe thing i've ever heard in my life <laughs> well i think it's a good like encapsulation of like what's so stupid about burning man is because it's like okay yeah. you're you're you you're having sex up in the air on a plane so you can say that you did that not because the experience of itself there's literally is special, no yeah exactly but because is because but just so you can say you've done that and you know i i i think you know i i'm just gonna put it this way if you're like paying like five six seven eight nine ten thousand dollars to have a week where you can say you've indulged in the most experimental art of all time it's really not that. chances are the art blows you know the chances yeah, are just, like, the art, no way to the put art it, like, in question is like some like wooden alien sculpture that someone it's made. like like it's like it's the it's the it's the, it's the taste in art that elon musk has you know it's like true, it's not gonna be good true very true so it's kind of supposed to be like wholesome like a utopia which is really stupid but i want to just read off the 10 principles of burning man because they're really funny beginning with radical inclusion gifting decommodification, radical self-reliance, radical self-expression, communal effort, civic responsibility, leaving no trace, participation, and immediacy. So those are the the principles of burning. <laughs> so so let me just Google this real quick. Okay, so that's so yeah, that's exactly right. Like there's people who go and pretend to be like communist for a week. Uh, yeah there's no money except like i think you can spend money on like maybe some coffee 
people are encouraged to trade with each other, to gift each other, to help do whatever it is they're doing. But I think by like virtue of it being whatever, you know, like the participants creating the festival, it's always something different, kind of spontaneous. Um, There aren't any rules. It's collaborative. It's just, it feels really difficult as someone who has never been to Burning Man, doesn't really have any intentions to go. It's, it's difficult to like understand what actually goes on. Well, you know, I'm just, well, if, if you want to go to, if you want to go to an event where we're all just like, you know, playing patty cake and talking about how we all love each other, you can just go to any like liberal arts college party and you'll, you'll find <laughs> that, you know, you don't, you don't yeah. need to pay like a thousand dollars. You'll get to do some radicals. Well, they're paying like 50 K a year to go there. I'm just kidding. Um, Oh, that's true. Valid. No, 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 no. Well, you don't have to be at that school to go to one of those parties. So (laughs) it's actually free. Yeah. You just got to know someone. But uh, yeah. So what's the news here? So let's get into the news. Let's get into the news. Sorry. I kind of it's it's been a while since I've done some news. Uh, Well, like I said a little bit earlier, there was a sort of rainstorm that created like flooding it created this like very dangerous mud that prevented people from being able to leave in their cars they were the organizers encouraged them to shelter in place and this is like a week-long event so event so they aren't really equipped with the resources the food the water the clothes to sustain themselves for for longer than the allotted time of the festival and they were sort of indefinitely stranded they're they're beginning to move up today this morning but they were encouraged to shelter in place because no they the vehicles couldn't get through the mud some people tried to like walk it was just like a, a disaster it ruined a bunch of stuff the worry was that people would run out of resources and it would be get dangerous at least at this point, at least one person has has died. So someone died in the mud. I don't know how or what happened. But, but Joe Biden has been alerted of the situation is what we He do literally know. has. He literally has. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's dangerous and I and I think, you know, people are starting to move out now and I I don't there aren't like there haven't been a lot of updates since like this morning, I think. But yeah, it, it it just basically is a flop. Yeah, well, you know, it's just interesting because, like, you know, in order to, get, like, okay, so there's a few things, and I, I don't want to sound like a bitter, whatever, anti-Burning Man. Like, I'm sure there's some cool stuff that goes on in Burning Man, but the way I see it is this event, the ticket costs over $500 to, to get yourself to the middle of the starting, desert. Starting, yeah, you know, like starting at 500 Yeah, to get yourself to the middle of the desert costs probably, you know, another $500 at least in transportation costs. You got tens of thousands of people going out, you know, driving, flying to get there. And then you get there and you just like burn a bunch of shit. And like, this is just like kind of like a heated, like rich people hedonism like to the max yeah yeah you know like that's not really doesn't really seem like good art you know it's just rich people hedonism to the max it's not about the art it's just so they can like think they're so they can take selfies and pretend that they're art artists or whatever yeah yeah the the raining and the mud and stuff like okay you know and i know it's not so easy to say that's 
that specifically is climate change. But we all know that like w- extreme weather events are going to be more common as climate change gets worse. So, you know, like the the flooding to me and the mud that caused this like mayhem. It's a sign um, from God that they need to stop it's a sign this from hedonism. God. That their hedonism is causing climate change, even though this is supposed Wait, to be Wait, kind of true, though, because they're all rich. Maybe they, they're they contributing. Just kidding. <laughs> they are. Well, they are. They're literally just a bunch of rich people going to a desert and burning shit for like a week. Burning shit? Like, I don't even know. Like, And I I learned that at least... At, I read something from 2013, okay? And at, the, at least at that point, like, people could bring their kids to this. Did you know that? Well, to me, that sounds actually, like, reasonable and good, you know? Like, if you're going to have, like, an event that's supposed to be, like, a hippie commune, then the event should be, like, family-friendly, in my opinion. But it's you not, know? though. That's the thing. It's like they well, let kids not. go, it's and not it's not family-friendly. It's, like, it's just insane. It's just, like, rich rich people going to have a muddy orgy, you know? It's, like, it's not family-friendly. It's, like, it's gross what it is. But yeah, like it makes like to me, if if I think of an actual genuine like artsy commune thing, I would imagine it to be like family friendly. But now it's just like a bunch of rich people doing a bunch of drugs and like being able to say they like yeah had an orgy or whatever with like some nasty ass like boomer people. Whatever. And like, you know, they know. all smell horrible. Like, I just I, I, I actually wish I could go maybe for a day just to observe what goes on there and i'm sure i'd be like disgusted and i would probably think it was extremely cringe but i i really just want to know like what are they doing like how do you spend a day there if there's no set plans you know what i mean there's no like set events it's sort of uh like you said like anarcho communist in quotes in probably, quotes you know building like little structures and stuff of like out of junk or something and thinking they've done something profound yeah you know I, yeah it's probably I, really really dumb like, and I i'm don't sure think but like much. you know people but a lot of people go so this year there were seventy thousand, up to, like seventy thousand people who went this year that's a lot of people so so them being stranded in the desert i i think it becomes a little more dire because of the amount of people there um, again, like it's getting resolved and it, it, it seems to be clearing up, but <laughs> that's a lot of people too. Like it, it's crazy how big of a phenomenon this is. Th- there's a reason why like so many people go, I'm sure. I mean, I think it's bullshit, but wait, Sophie, we need to, we actually need to, we need to talk about the, um, the Ebola rumors. Oh my God. Yeah. The boat. I forgot about that. I was, when I was doing research for this episode, I, I literally forgot about the Ebola. <laughs> so, yeah. So no one yeah. got Ebola at Burning Man. No. Basically like, <laughs> there was like a lot rumors. of rumors. <laughs> yeah. Funny. There was a lot of rumors that Ebola was spreading at Burning Man. Like, because it was like, okay, we got rain and mud and someone died and like, Chris oh my Rock God, it's is, literally, like, it's, apparently- it's like all the plagues, you know, in, uh, in yeah. the story of like Exodus Burning Man to me sounds like the less cool version of Fireman. Ooh, yeah, it's like Fireman. Like it's like a cover band that tries to be you, but they flop. I think so. Yeah, so someone started like Ebola rumors. I think it's funny. I mean, someone died and that's awful, so it's not that funny, but we don't want anyone to die. No one should die, die. But but the, Especially the Burning in, like, Man festival, yeah, the Burning Man festival itself I think is is fair game to make fun of. 
personally, correct me if I'm wrong. There so is no I think correction it's there. <laughs> I think it's funny that like normal people on the internet are just like clowning the festival. I guess. Well, once it, once something that's supposed to be like a hippie thing becomes a thing that seventy thousand rich people from all around the world fly to, then yes, you are obligated to make fun of it. And the thing is, is like with the Ebola rumors, like yes, it's a funny joke, but like there was like a legit like moment on Twitter where people were really believing it, like because people just kept yeah. saying it over and over again. Then you're like, wait, this doesn't sound like it's a joking tone anymore, whatever. And you know, and like on like, Twitter, videos- it's so hard to like when you see something's trending it's it's hard to tell why it's trending or the actual context until you like scroll a bunch yeah and uh there was also like videos of like chris rock because chris rock was there like driving around like helping people like get out of the mud or whatever of course he was there and you know guess guess who else was there kaya the 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 rich man rich man north of richmond guy was there too apparently oh my goodness see this is this is exactly the vibe so, suddenly he became a rich man north of no richmond. literally yeah yeah he was singing about rich people but he's at burning man now that's the vibe i'm wow. getting here it's like conservatives who want to like larp as like anarcho communists yeah people people who think like, it's like people libertarian who, people who just like discovered burning sage six months ago and made it their entire personality <laughs> and flew out to like do that yeah. Oh, God, it, it it sounds awful, but it's it's just well, you know, I just I don't want to sound like bitter because I need to I I need to go I need to go to see it myself because who I knows? would love to I, I would love to go like as a journalist. All right, everybody, get your booty on Patreon. Go on Base News Network so Patreon you, so we can go to Burning so Man. So we can go for, to Burning Man for uh, journalistic uh, reasons. I mean, and I and I say that as a joke, but I'm I'm actually serious. Like that's the only reason I'd ever want to go to this because it sounds awful, but. I do want to be a fly on the wall. I really do want to see what goes on so it can be, I can document it because I just don't, it's, there's no like structure or set activities besides like the burning of the effigy and you hear like anecdotes, but I really just want to see for myself like what is going on here. You know what I mean? I think any event that tries to shroud itself in like mystery and experimentation vibes generally isn't that cool once you get good yeah but yes i yeah people keep coming yeah people keep coming and i do want to say and then you mentioned climate change did you see that there were at the beginning of the event before all this mud stuff happened there were climate protesters who were blocking the road people were taking to get to the festival and that created miles of gridlock so people had trouble getting into the festival and they're having trouble getting out so it's it's kind of a perfect awesome. storm something that, that had to do with the climate blocked them both times so if that isn't a sign from god i really don't know what else i mean i'm gonna be honest and maybe this is like a maybe this won't be a very popular take but i think a lot of those like climate protest protesters that like block roads you know they don't really do anything but in this specific situation I am very happy that they did that because it was trolling Burning Man Festival people. Yeah, thank true. You. Thank, thank you, climate you. protesters, for this for this one. All right, um, W. Should we move? Should we? Is there anything else on the the um, no Burning Man? Not really. Not to? really. But um, yeah, just to sum just to summarize, the Burning Man Festival got trolled by water and it got muddy and people had to shelter and they were seemingly stranded and now they're finally able to leave. 
I love how on because uh, I'm on the Wikipedia page for the 2023 Burning Man, and literally there's just like a sentence that's like, Joe Biden was alerted to the situation. <laughs> the citation. It's like no follow up. Like just you know, Joe was like Joe Biden's probably like, fuck, I don't want to have to monitor this. That's so you know? funny. It it just it feels so below the president of the United States to like care about burning. I mean, I don't know. Those someone died, so it is like a serious thing. But well, I think just, if you have 70,000 people, who someone's going to die. You know what I mean? If you have 70,000 people, like, I'm put, let me put it this way. If I you have 70,000 people who go to the desert for a week and no one dies, then it's not really like, it's not like, it's not really an anarcho-communist Burning Man thing. Like, you, someone has to die. Like, that's just, to me, it makes perfect sense. Like, if you, want, oh if you want Burning Man to legitimately be a punk badass thing that you're telling everyone that it is, then someone should die every single Burning Man. Seriously. No. no, seriously. If you're going out to the desert and you're like, oh, this is all about self-reliance and survival and stuff, and like no one dies, then it's really not about survival and self-reliance. It's I about like I, I see what selfies. you're saying, but I mean... 70,000 people is a lot of people. Like statistically, someone should die even in like healthy conditions. And by, I mean? by should, you mean like it makes sense for them to, or you want, you think they deserve or want, should die, like should <sighs> I Sophie, I I don't think anyone deserves. I'm just saying, if you have seventy thousand, no, it, it does. Desert, no, you're right. It makes sense. It makes sense for that die. to happen. I think I yeah, think people like do f- die like kind of frequently at festivals and stuff. Okay. All right. No, that's fair. Let's, <laughs> let's, just, let's move on. Let's okay. talk about the people who I actually care about dying, which is Steve Harwell of the of, of Smash Mouth. <laughs> oh yeah. Rest in Rip freaking King. peace. Did you did you see he was a trans ally? I saw he was a trans ally. Yeah. He's got a, he's got a, he's got a lot of crazy stuff. So Steve Harwell, Smash Mouth, you know Smash Mouth. Somebody once told me the world was gonna. Hey now you're a rock star. And then also da da na da 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 na 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 walking on the sun or however it goes. So so this guy Steve Harwell Weezer, he died. It's Weezer uh, for uh, epic people. These are for epic people. He died at 56 years old. So, so the thing young. the thing about Smash Mouth, yeah, it's very young. So the thing about Smash Mouth that's always has always shaken me to my core is the fact that they are such a goofy, stupid pop rock band. But then you listen to their music and it has like influence of like ska and like reggae and like all these like weird, like very complex production stuff going on. I'm like this music is way too like complex for how stupid and goofy and like it's like literally in Shrek. So I don't know. I, I've always kind of found them impressive, but Steve Harwell, because you know, like this is music that you 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 go to a show, and like you just get really drunk and like dance, and it's like stupid music. It's like music for when you want to get stupid, you know. And yeah, I feel like Steve yeah. Harwell, the frontman who passed away, like really embodied that because he was like always super drunk. There was this one situation actually. Um, I think it was like maybe two years ago or last year or something like that. Um. Oh, it's 2021. He 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 was like super super intoxicated, and like while he was performing, he did like a Nazi salute. <laughs> oh, um, for like no reason. Like he's clearly not a Nazi because like he was also like tweeting about like supporting trans rights, and like he was just being like a drunk dumbass, like just so wasted. Yeah, he's didn't he wasn't he like anti like vax vax or was that someone else? Was he anti-vax? 
Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was sneezing with like the COVID stuff. Like I thought, I thought someone in Smash Mouth was like, like against like. Real, I don't rage. know. Let me look. This. Know. Let me Google this shit. Anyway. All right. But what I will say is that you know the sad thing is you know he died of liver failure, um, and he was a, a hardcore alcoholic his entire life, and you know in in, in July of twenty, uh, in July of two thousand one. His six-month-old son, so a baby, basically, died of cancer. So, you know, this is a guy mm. that went through a lot. You know, his his little baby died of cancer. He struggled with alcoholism his entire life. And he just kind of went his entire life just singing really fun music and probably using his alcoholism to cope with the trauma of losing his son. Um so, you know, it's just really, yeah. you never know what someone's going through. You never know what someone's going through. You know, you got the, it, like, it's alcoholism is just so awful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, like, it's easy to just, like, laugh and be like, aha, this guy's, like, a drunk, goofy guy who plays goofy music. But, you know, there's some sadness behind that, which is often the case, frankly, where, with all these very talented, um, you know, wild alcoholic types. They, they're usually carrying a lot of pain with them. So really interesting, you know. I I I really really enjoyed the hits. I think everyone enjoys the Smash Mouth hits. Um, just a just a staple in meme music, you know. Yeah, and like, speaking of meme music. Oh well, I do want to say, I d- say, yeah, yeah, yeah. So go ahead. So so Steve Harwell, um, at a motorcycle rally, he he said, "F that COVID shit." Um, now we're all here together tonight because like the people were saying like it would be like a super spreader and this was in 2020 by the way um and yeah so he did he's okay. he's kind of all over the place but it's so it's, al- it's almost a, like it's it's fascinating he's, he's an- a fascinating guy he was a fascinating this is what this is what consuming a ton of alcohol yeah does exactly to this you. is your mind on alcohol you 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 deny the danger of covid you do a nazi salute but you also support trans rights and you also yeah. put this, a smile on a lot of people's faces yeah he just dot, he dot, seems dot. like he was just a little bit all over the place probably not conscious yeah. literally from the alcohol but it's all very right. sad i just also so we're just gonna quickly also just to kind of like have this be a little bit like death of meme musicians kind of segment um we're, we we also want to just kind of mention um, Jimmy Buffett, who um, yes. also who died Margaritaville. this week. Also. Margaritaville, um, uh, Margaritaville is a big one. He's, he plays like tropical rock. Yeah, like you know? yacht. Is it yacht rock kind of? Or I don't know if it's yacht rock. Maybe it is. It's like yeah, it's like tropical. Like you said, tropical, kind of beachy. It's it's like it's like 70 year old retired people maybe from it's, Florida, it's some of that core. music you it's it's some of that music you hear on the radio and you're like who the who fuck is my grandma literally my grandma yeah it's like my grandma is mean, a big fan of of his christmas album so i i actually grew up listening to to him um <laughs> oh i'm sorry huh sorry Oh, you don't? No, it's okay. It's it's. I'm I'm fine. I mean, I I mentioned I I messaged my grandma as soon as I heard the news, and she she was pretty sad about it. 
Look, I think he's probably a nice guy and everything. I, I just mean, really, I've, I don't even know about that. But he oh, just, oh yeah, he has that. He, he has that. He does have a song about wanting to like have sex with like with a like fifteen a fi- year old, whatever. But. Fifteen year old, yeah. Like okay, yeah. But, it's but yeah, don't look say, that song up. <laughs> don't look up. Don't look up that song. But what we can say is for Sophia and I him like culturally and what he represents is just so alien to us because it's like who the hell wants to listen to a businessman a white businessman sing about how he wants to go on vacation on the beach like that to me but is so alien love it but boomers love that like they They to them like a businessman entrepreneur who also yeah. enjoys the beach and drinking rum or whatever like that for whatever like <laughs> that's relatable to them that's relatable that's actually relatable to them probably yeah like i guess like yeah it's just retired like, people music yeah it's like retired it's like retired people music that was listened to by the people who retired before they even retired <laughs> it's like really weird it's like it yeah. sounds like old people music but it's, for some reason it was popular yeah it's you know my mom and my aunt and my grandma they've they've been to the concert my mom said he was he was pretty fun in concert so i, I think sure, it's sure. like it's like i'm sure it's like kind of i think people unironically like him but like at least for my grandma it's like a little bit ironic but no she like genuinely likes it we always like listen to Christmas Island at Christmas, like at the dinner. She had that CD player playing, and we would listen to it while we ate Christmas dinner. So if we need to get super drunk and just like put on an, a Jimmy Buffett album and listen to start to from start to that's, finish, that would be a really fun thing to do. Actually, unironically. All right, we'll do it. And it's just weird because he's also like, because he started like a, he started like the Margaritaville like chain. Right. And also like he started like a cheeseburger in paradise chain that failed. So he's like a, he's like also a businessman. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and it worked. I mean, I've been, I've actually been to Margaritaville. There's one at the Mall of America too that I haven't been to, but I have actually been to one. Do they just serve margaritas? Is it just like a bar? It's no, it's like an actual restaurant. It's just like it's just like, you know, like American food. It's like it's very mid, but it's yeah it's so dumb and they play they play jimmy buffett stuff it's like filled with like tropical decor it's very kitschy it's it's very tacky so boomers basically have they really lost, weird taste yeah they lost we we lost a boomer icon and i feel like we lost a millennial like millennial slash gen z icon as well i'm gonna i'm gonna give him to the millennials yeah true but i'm not a millennial and i feel like shrek was such a big meme for my generation okay so basically the so so i would say wait oh i see what you're saying so okay. yeah you know well, what i mean like all the shrek memes and like somebody wants to you know like there's i know was like such a big meme i know i just i don't know just that to me i i, I don't know okay whatever we'll maybe, give we'll maybe give, it's a okay. cusp it's a cusper Okay. All right. Cusper. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, so Jimmy Buffett was for the boomers. I don't know. I, I, um, I kind of associate Burning Man with Gen X in my head. To me, that seems. Oh my right. god! Yeah, Burning Man is so Gen X core. Yeah, Jimmy. Uh, so Jimmy Buffett's for the boomers. J- Burning Man's for Gen X. Um, and then Steve Harwell with Smash Mouth is for everybody else. True dat that all right so let's okay we, we're gonna review bottom soon but i just want to i think we should just hop in and talk real quick about what's going on with elon musk and the 
Anti-Defamation League um, because this is like really bizarre, just more Elon Musk self-sabotage. So basically what happened here was that we all know that lots of advertisers since Elon Musk bought Twitter slash X um, and Elon Musk turned it into like a, you know, he unbanned a bunch of like racists and turned it into like a cesspool. Lots of advertisers have stopped advertising on Twitter. And Elon Musk was tweeting that um, since he's taken over, Twitter's U.S. advertising revenue is down by 60%. And he says, and this is what he says. He says, U.S. advertising revenue, quote, is still down 60%, primarily due to pressure on advertisers by ADL. So he's basically, so ADL, for those of you who don't know, is the Anti-Defamation League formed in the 1910s to combat anti-Semitism. This is a nonprofit that's mission statement is to combat anti-Semitism. And the ADL released a report saying basically they had documented a spike in hate speech and anti-Semitism since Elon Musk bought X and change their content moderation policies. So that's a totally, you know, reasonable thing for an organization that dedicated to combating anti-Semitism to, like, report on. Like, okay, there's a major platform and there's an increase in anti-Semitism. Completely reasonable. What's not reasonable is to say that your, co- your company, which has lost tens of billions of dollars because many, many, many different advertisers have chosen to stop advertising on your platform to say half of that loss can be boiled down to one specific nonprofit taking the blame. Not blaming the fact that anti-Semitism increased significantly on your platform and advertisers yeah. wanting to pull money away is a reasonable response. Instead, blaming the ADL for reporting on that increased anti-Semitism, which, by the way, that increase in anti-Semitism and inc- increase in hate speech is well documented across the it Washington come Post and many. It's it's a well documented thing. So to point your finger at ADL, a, uh, a an organization that is absolutely despised by like alt right Nazis on the internet, like hating on the ADL is like such a dog, like a Nazi dog whistle, like, yeah. you know, just bl- blaming like the, the, you know, the Jews for why the internet is so PC. It's because of the ADL. It's the ADLs pulling the strings. The Jew, you know, it's just like, it's absolutely insane. And if you're trying to make a case to advertisers that you're not a fucking Nazi, then Literally, like su- facts, facts. Then, then suing, and he said he was going to sue the ADL. Suing <laughs> the ADL because you're losing money from advertisers is how you convince the world, like, oh my God, maybe this guy for really your is own a Nazi. actions, for your own actions, yeah. mind you. Yeah, so this report from the ADL. So if you want to see the report that Elon Musk was referring to, um, that he says is the reason like this, as if this one nonprofit, small, obscure blog post, this is literally a blog post, by the way, he's citing like Mm -hmm. literally a nonprofit's blog post. He's blaming for losing tens of billions of dollars as if anyone on the fucking planet has heard about this blog post. Um, you know what I mean? And it's like literally just a blog post where they, they, they cite like specific numbers about, you know, thousands of previously banned accounts with history of anti-semitism 
being reinstated. And that's just like, that's objectively what happened. Like Elon Musk said that he was going to do that. And he did that. And there was a spike in hatred and anti-Semitism. It's like, this is so, this is just like, this is an insanity to, to blame people documenting the anti-Semitism for reduction in, a, in advertising revenue instead of blaming the anti-Semitism itself. And then not only blaming like the documentation of the anti-Semitism, but blaming like a Jewish anti, like anti-anti-Semitism organization is so many layers of just craziness and like like I mean I don't know at this point it just seems like Elon Musk is literally just like BFFs with Nazis. Yeah, no, it's true. And also, did you mentioned right that uh, he also was saying he might ban their Twitter account? The yeah, he said he was gonna. So it's like you said you say you're a free speech absolute free right, speech absolutist, right. and then and then a nonprofit dedicated to combating anti-Semitism writes a blog post, and now you're threatening to sue them and ban them from Twitter. It is disgusting behavior, and look, I look, I don't know every single detail about the ADL. Okay, maybe maybe you can point to some like flaws in the nonprofit, whatever. I'm sure you can. Every every nonprofit, even right. with the best intentions, like makes mistakes. Okay, this is but not you know we why make he's enemies doing with. That. Yeah, yeah, we know why you're doing it. He spent. By the way, this was not just like some random one-off tweet where he said he was going to sue the ADL. He spent all day just like nonstop railing about the ADL, like nonstop retweeting neo-nazi like he, i think he actually retweeted a neo-nazi like just like full-blown like i'm just gonna dedicate my entire day to like like digging through the internet for reasons to justify my hatred of the adl God which is like damn. hmm i wonder why the adl suspects that there's an increase in anti-semitism on x confirming could it be because the guy point. who owns it <laughs> yeah exactly and he literally had to tweet for the record i am what is he said like he said like for the record i oppose anti he says oh yeah for the record i am pro speech free speech but i am against anti-semitism of any kind so like in the middle of like threatening to sue the adl he had to like he just had to reassure oh by the way everyone i'm against anti-semitism by the way free, like, free speech for me free speech for me but not for thee yeah 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 god damn well Twitter, X, sorry, X, X, stop Elon it Musk. now. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, it's been, I know like we, we said kind of going back, Sophie and I were going to document the, uh, you know, Elon Musk takeover of Twitter and see kind of how far he was going to go. And I really think I remember early in like one of our early episodes, I said, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if at one point he's just completely just tweeting straight up white supremacist stuff explicitly. And like, we're, we're basically getting like, there. Remember when he was talking, like, he was retweeting that racist cartoonist? Yeah, he was retweeting um, uh, all sorts of, like, just insane, like, you know, interest, like, interesting. Look at these statistics about black people and crime. Interesting. Yeah. You know, like. Just, like, taking oh, every single dog whistle in the book and, yeah. you know. And then and then he thinks he's the victim when people aren't giving him money for, like, advertising so on his site. There's a it's whole conspiracy. Just, he's specifically always driven the common by the denominator. ADL. Yeah, there's yeah, a whole conspiracy. Yeah, that's so anti-Semitic. The liberal media is after Elon Musk, and the liberal media is being the strings of the liberal media are being pulled by the 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 Jewish nonprofit. 
All right. Anyways, I think I, I've made my point. Take. He's literally yeah. just like brainwashed by fortune. Okay. So should we should we review um, bottoms? Yeah, let's get. In, you want let's to say get about no, it. no, no, no. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. All right. So go ahead. Can you can you kind of give a over your overview? What is bottoms? Bottoms is a high school kind of raunchy comedy. Um, Kayo, I, I kind of want you to, to tell me what you, how you describe this movie because I think it's really accurate. Okay, well, uh, so what I said to Sophie after we watched the movie is that it felt like like super bad except um, with like two like lesbians as the main characters instead of two like guys. Because yeah. like you 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 have one character who like so you so these are two characters who are both like horny are the main characters. One character is a little bit more like aggressively horny and more of a goofball, while the other character is a little bit more like frail timid and anxious and, and timid. Yeah. yeah. So and one character is like kind of driving the plot with like various antics to try to get laid, while the other one kind of reluctantly follows along. And it's a whole freaking journey that they go on to try to get laid, basically. And those that's like basically de- perfectly describes both bottoms, and it describes super bad. Yep. So I think it's just like super bad with like lesbian main characters, basically. Right, and I know like it feels like a little bit bad to like say like, oh, this is just this movie, but with le- women in their gay. Like you know, it feels like kind of. I don't know, but that that is like kind of what it was. <laughs> yeah, it's like calling like um, Jesse from Toy Story female Woody. <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's like, well, you're no Jesse's her own person. You don't just say that. You know, Bottoms is its own movie. You don't just say it's a, a female it's version of it's, a male movie. It's own. It's its own movie, but you are right though, and it it does sort of fall into that. Um, Realm. And to, I, mean, I think to be and fair, I think though, it's, it's like, good. I think it's it good. is good. Yeah, it's good. And I, to be fair, like Super Bad also isn't like the only movie about horny high schoolers. You know what I mean? Like this is a category True. of it's comedy been, movies. It's been around. Yeah. Yeah. But no, no, so, no. Yeah. I think that is an accurate, very accurate description of this movie, though. Just sort of yeah, updated for this, the era a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Updated for the um, the Gen Z um, lesbians. Indeed. So, yeah, no, it, it, it was it was pretty pretty much that. I, I mean, it wasn't just that, but I think that's the best way to describe it. If to like someone had, who hasn't seen it. <laughs> oh, and also it also had Charlie XCX music throughout, which was really good. Yeah, it had Charlie XCX music. The um, pacing of the movie felt pretty interesting to me. It kind of felt like fast paced and kind of like off the cuff and loose in a way, you know. Mm-hmm, I can't really mm-hmm. explain it. Like, it is only an hour and a half, so I think it's a great movie for just looking for like a, a compact, yeah, quick and fast movie that's like funny and lighthearted and like exactly. Cute. It's not. It's no like artistic Marvel. I would say <laughs> Marvel. Sorry, it's it's no like, um, it's not like an incredible film. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like artistically like excellent but it's like one of those like Mm -hmm. fun teen high school movies that like you watch on a friday night when you're bored or something you know and those movies are great and important to me i I love movies like that by the way and i yeah no super bad they have amazing they have uh, yeah super bad is awesome so um 
like I think there's a a place for those kinds of movies, but I don't think it was necessarily um anything super memorable artistically. Yeah. But it had, I think it it'll, had some f- funny moments. Yeah, funny I think moments. it'll like enter the canon of like teen raunchy movie, you know, like I think it'll it will stay, but it's not like I don't I don't know. I don't, I, there it was it feel left, like essential. No, no, and it, it left like a lot to be desired. It, it actually reminded me a lot of um, Booksmart, and I think Booksmart was was done better. I liked it more, um, and I think does it Booksmart had a lot more feature, artistic does, merit. Does Booksmart feature lesbians or is it just like women? Um, one the of both. the main characters is a lesbian. Yeah, two women. One of them is a lesbian. Okay, and but like it because I haven't seen Booksmart, but it sounds like the plot of Booksmart is like two women who kind of want to like have go on a crazy sort of adventure in one way. Yeah, or the other. yeah, they're like straight A like nerds, but they like about to like on their last day of school and they like want to actually like experience parties like because they never did because they were like busy studying basically. So basically, yeah. they were like me. They were me in high school. <laughs> um, so maybe that's why well, I like it more. Say- Okay, 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 I got you. But wouldn't you say, though, like, the uh, the Bottoms characters, like, the women uh, in it were, like, kind of realistic in terms of, like, just being yeah, nerds? Yeah, so speaking from, you mean in uh, Booksmart or in... In Bottoms. Yeah, Bottoms, yes. Well, I thought they were a very accurate portrayal of, like, queer women as a queer woman. Like, I, I have a lot of friends like that and, like... I thought, like, yeah, the two main characters, I thought I, I knew a lot of people like that. And especially, like, the, uh, I can't remember her name, Hazel, I think. There's PJ, Josie, Hazel. Hazel was, yes, yeah, Hazel yeah, yeah. for sure. Is I felt Hazel about. was very accurate in the styling and vibe. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I thought it was pretty accurate, like, like just, like, sh- portrayal of, like, queer women and you know there have been like queer women in in movies for a while i mean for a while now it's it, it, not nece- not necessarily like, explicitly but they you know in the 60s and like french new wave and like, erotic films like you there'd be like lesbian I feel like I ha- characters and stuff but i don't think i've seen a movie where like it's explicitly about like lesbians trying to get laid i don't think i've ever seen a movie where that's like a that's like the, good yeah that that you know what i mean as far as i know i yeah i don't know of of any movie really like that i mean there's elements of that in book smart yeah. but uh well, I, yeah but no you're right it's it's an interesting idea because i don't know like lesbians are portrayed in two ways one like in a predatory like sexual way where they are trying to get li- like but it's not like this it's like that actually is like a, a thing you see it's like oh like be careful like there's a lesbian in the locker room and she's looking at your boobs like, careful like that kind of thing like that's like a a thing you would see in in uh movies um so it wasn't necessarily that they were trying to get laid but or, or it was more so like lesbians are creepy and you know like have a crush yeah. on you and or 
or they were very there's this like trope or like idea of the quote useless lesbian it's like kind of a tumblr phrase and I remember not liking this growing up because I I don't know but like I also related to it a little bit but it's like basically the idea that like lesbians are so shy and uh you know so we're socialized as 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 female right so a lot of the time so we it's hard for us to like make a move like make the first move or be assertive sometimes so um that 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 the idea that like a girl will never she'll, like she'll never act on her like feelings because she's like too quote useless to you know what i mean like she can't get anything done because she's too shy and and it doesn't want to make a move so those mm. are like the two like ends of the spectrum and i feel like this the, the, this made it like <laughs> this was like a cross between those two things um obviously like they're both kind of negative uh portrayals and i felt like this was pretty like um i don't know um well uh, well the thing is so the respectful but like one of the characters was i mean they're they're also like teenagers right so they're not like gonna be hate like there's no like perfect way to be a lesbian, you know what I mean? Well, I Sophie, I think being like a horny teenager is like a natural, like real thing. That's like a real part of being That's a true. teenager. That's so like it, it makes sense for this movie to like portray it as it did because it's just like it's not fair that you can only show men being horny and weird, and uh, you can't show women yeah. because you're gonna you you gotta walk on eggshells that you might do an unfair stereotype this or that when actually like you know women and girls yeah, and, and stuff it was deserve made to have these kind of a queer woman the movie yeah like, exactly so that felt good and no i think you're totally right and i also think it showed like the diversity in that like horniness i guess like because like one of the characters yeah. was like kind of shy and like crushing but like too scared to really do anything which is kind of like the useless lesbian trope but it wasn't it was like more realistic you know like more humanized yeah um and then the other main character was like super like bold and like explicitly kind of horny um which i also yeah. think is accurate it's it, but but it was it felt more honest and human rather than like those like stereotypes um and yeah, accurate yeah yeah, it's you know I don't know I do think um you know even though I liked the the main characters and I thought it had some really funny jokes I do kind of feel like the 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 plot overall wasn't super compelling kind of yeah, felt like a little it was like, like a fight too derivative at least to me it just didn't feel it just felt so like um like I didn't really I didn't really feel invested too much in it you know it didn't feel very like real to me in any sort of way it didn't feel like I don't know. I mean, it's it was a it was just like a lot of funny little stupid jokes throughout the movie, um, but you know, it didn't really do anything too too much. For, you know, like I would probably give it yeah. like a you know like a seven out of ten or something like that. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. And I some of the jokes fell flat. Some of them were pretty funny. Um, yeah, no. I, I and it's kind of it, the the plot is like these girls create a like a fight club like basically like a self-defense club so that they can like talk to the girls they have a crush on and like get late kind of so um it was like yeah it was like kind of like a mix of uh like the movie fight club a little bit and uh super bad so i felt like 
it was kind and like book smart vibes too so it, it felt like a lot of different movies together mm-hmm. but that's that's but i don't know if that's unfair you know because a lot of movies are like that so i don't want to be like too critical but i guess i wish it was like a little more original rather than just like playing putting a twist on something that's already been done you know what i mean but that's but i i, th- I mean yeah. that very minor like in a very minor way because i i did like the movie and i think it's okay to make those references and like pay homage to those things and like twist it around i think yeah, that's yeah. Fu- that's fun but i think like it could have made it like a fun movie like really actually really good like really good if they like if it just felt like something was missing yeah. like there needed something yeah more. yeah like like, I feel like I wasn't thinking about it that much the day after watching it because it just kind of yeah. felt like it was it didn't really stick as in any sort of important, you know, like, but it's, oh, you know, it's hard so to make a comedy. It's like hard to make a comedy that like resonates with people in that way. Yeah. Um, True. It's 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 it is possible. It's just like it's really hard and and I think the director did a really good job and I, I like the movie and I, I thought I think it's a good movie i just i I wish like there was just something more that made it a little more like unexpected more unexpected and more exciting yeah yeah so yeah we enjoyed it you know i feel like the movie theater while i was in the movie theater like some people were yeah not laughing much some people were like dying laughing yeah i mean like there were some people who were like divides people and like to two camps and like yeah i know like some people really yeah i noticed that too like people were really really laughing and it was very loud so it felt like most of the people were laughing um yeah like and like some like kai and i weren't like laughing like that and like there were moments where we did like laugh but a lot of the jokes we just maybe it's just because we're like cynical memers you know you know what i mean like we are very like critical of comedy i don't know um but our podcast is funnier we're a little bit more intellectual let's just say that i'm just kidding um but yeah i I wish i wish the jokes were like a little funnier you know what i mean and there were a lot of funny jokes but well the sad thing is is like you know, I definitely feel like this is a feminist movie, obviously, because it's like, you, you know, like these two lead women and like just it's very centered around women and everything. Uh, but it's kind of unfortunate because like maybe the funniest character in the movie was Mr. G. Yeah, the like and teacher advisor. You, you yeah, true. You low-key lo- lo- had like a man kind of steal the show a little bit. He, with yeah, yeah, no, it's true. It's true. It's it's just it's unfortunate. No, it's true. I agree. I agree. Um so yeah so, i mean but yeah no go see it go, go see, see it I though say, i mean I support say, support you know, it you know like i want funny. more it's dumb funny. move like i want more dumb movies about like i think this is gonna lesbians. be a great movie to throw on during like when you have friends over and you just want like a light easy ha 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 kind of vibe you know yeah what I mean? exactly like which is great those are great movies to have on you know i feel like a, like a yeah. seven out of ten comedy is great but like a seven out of ten drama is something you might never ever put on ever again that's you know what I mean? that's very true and but also, this is one you can easily put on and also it's like important to note like as of recently most movies about lesbians or queer women are really depressing and very 
dramatized and they're often like period pieces so i remember like being on tumblr as like a teenager and people were like begging for these kind of movies they're begging for them um and now they're here so i think it's a it's a really good thing and i'm happy about it. i'm really happy about it because yeah like, me too me too like every yeah. like lesbian movie that was coming out um in the like 2010s was just super dark and sad like i mean carol has a happy ending but it is like it is a drama it is there's a lot of sadness to it um it's a period piece ammonite uh there's literally so many i just realized i just realized that um um rachel sanat and ayo edabiri um Mm-hmm. They both went to N- they both went to NYU and are like my age. So like they could Oh, I think I did know that about Rachel. I didn't know you were the same age though. That's so funny. Maybe you <sighs> Yeah, so I maybe probably had a class ran with them. into them. I mean like I like I see they They'd were probably both in the, the same in- improv. Yeah. I probably was in this I'm I'm just going to go ahead and make this about me. I was probably in the same <laughs> room as them at one point. Ooh. Those are the two main actresses by the way in the in the movie. Ooh, NYU was popping off. Timothy Chalamet too, wasn't he there at the same time as you? Um, the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody kids were. Sorry, I'm sneezing. Yeah, I think I think I I remember you told me that. And also, like I think Timothy Chalamet was there. I think. Let me let me look Googleish. And there's the rumor rumor that he gave people chlamydia at NYU. If, I don't know if you've heard mm. that. I, I don't think it's true. All right, should we wrap the episode yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. I I didn't mean to cut off the chlamydia uh, rumor. It's okay. Everyone knows it anyway. It's not It's not news. <laughs> Trust me, it's not news. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, well, new, it's news to me, so. Wow, sorry. I feel like sorry, I just I'm having look, FOMO. Like I, I want to like know when he was at NYU, sorry. To, apparently in 2015, he spread chlamydia at NYU. All right. Well, what a jerk. Were you there? Yeah, I got chlamydia from him. Oh no! What? You didn't. Just oh, kidding. No. But oh, I, God. Um, no, Sophie, don't worry. <laughs> but um, I just feel like there's this whole circle with Emma Seligman. Um, what was her name? Emma Sanat. Oh, Rachel Sanat. Rachel Sanat. So not, I don't know how to all say right, it. Anyways, yeah, they all went to NYU in my grade, and I'm like, damn, I, 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 um, but anyways, everyone support movies with women and lesbians. Yes. And everything. Yes. All right. Yes. So let's wrap up the episode on that note. <laughs> um, thanks for listening to Base News Network. Thank you. Please go, please give us five stars and always write and uh, write, write a, review a review in the podcast app, etc. That's really very helpful. Helps. It- if you want more bonus content, Go on Patreon.com. Go on Slatreon. Network and support we us We just there did... Um, and donate. Oh, yeah, donate. We just did a um, episode, like an advice hotline episode that people are really, like, enjoying. And I know we put up some of the, the episode up on, on Spotify and, like, all the other podcast platforms. But the full episode's, like, an hour and 45-ish minutes. So if you want to hear the full episode, maybe we answered your question in that one, go, go to Patreon. It's also a video podcast, too. So... If you like that kind of thing, and Sophie, didn't you add like a tier? Yeah, I added a tier. People can like it. I added the mother tier. Um, The mother tier is if so. It's basically like you get 
access to the same episodes that you get on the epic tier but uh you also get a shout out um at the end of every episode and that includes like the free episodes on on the podcast platform so like right now when we're talking we'd be like shout out to at blah blah blah, or whatever you want to like name you want to have us say do you want your name dropped on freaking base news network yeah and donate the money so right. true. Is that right? Was that basically I it? I think, yeah, that's basically it. So check it out. Go on Patreon, please. And thank, and thank you. you for supporting everybody. We love all of you. Love you guys. The, even the people who don't pay us, we still love you. Yeah, but yeah, thank no. you so much. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Base News, News Network. Network. Bye. Bye.